evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the beautiful game network at BGN.FM and Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. And tonight, we are talking directly after a second straight road victory and a playoff clinching performance from the New York Red Bulls 2. We've got that to talk about. We need to talk about North Carolina FC uh, this past weekend. And joining me tonight, as as sometimes, I, as I say with most of my hosts, as they, they rotate in and out of availability, <laughs> it's Joe Steen. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing well. We did not get together last week because uh, all of us were all over the place and schedules were changing but here we are and the last time we spoke i don't think that we could have imagined this scenario playing out the way that it has uh going uh down to north carolina getting a a shorthanded victory traveling uh back north to penn fc getting another road victory what in the world? Where did this come from? Oh, of course, we know the answer to that. But uh, I, I, tell me about what your impressions were of the last two games and maybe why uh, things were different this time out. Impressions? I mean, the defense is – this has been an impression of the last – I would say the last – even going back before the North Carolina FC game has been the defense has been a lot better. Um, we know how much this team has struggled this year, defend, you know, defending when they've had the lead or just defending in general. And Hassan Adam, Kevin Pollitz, and today Jordan Scarlett and Nico Devera and Lucas Stauffer all stepped up. And that was a huge key in, you know, why they won this game and why they've been so successful. I mean, yeah, they allow the counterattack go go early, but then they regroup. They don't really give up too many chances except for a uh, shot off the bar or a header off the bar in the second half. But they really seem the they really seem in the seem to be coming together at the right time, a lot like last season when they had their struggles early, and then now they pick up two straight road wins, which again nobody saw. Nobody really saw coming. I mean, we always, you know, even uh, the week before against Nashville, they are in control of the game. They get a red card, they give up a goal, they're down a man the rest of the game, and they they don't get the win. So it, it just seemed like this team was snake bitten and it was never going to come. But finally, they get two and huge road wins in a row. They get in the playoffs where they're going to have to go on the road. So they've got that mindset that, okay, we finally broken, you know, our kind of, you know, streak of not being able to win on the road and, on you know, the bounces haven't gone our way. And that does a lot for morale for the team. I mean, two road wins, huge. Yeah. I, and, you know, not not to, to take anything away from either side that, that won these two matches, but you're getting performances out of players uh, who maybe weren't quite up to snuff at certain parts of the season. I know we talk about Steven Echevarria as having been okay, but not necessarily uh, outstanding in his time on the field. He's been very good over the last two games. Yep. Uh, you got Jordan Scarlett putting in a, a decent performance. I think that he was exposed a couple of times, but uh, Penn FC was very wasteful in their chances. Um you know, Brian White got some more time with the team. Uh, Tom Barlow, as the the only striker, I thought did well last week to kind of do what he needed to do. Um, uh, Anatoly Abong uh, lost his head surely at the end of the first half last week, yeah. but he was coming on and, and uh, uh, scoring goals. So, I mean, a lot of really nice things are happening for the team right now, and uh, hopefully that continues. 
Uh, I want to talk about the 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 performances of Jared Stroud in the second part of this season because you know when so many other guys were either out because of injury or getting called up to the first team uh very few people seem to be or very few players seem to be having these consistent performances and he's the one guy uh whether he was assisting uh, or scoring goals in the second part of the season uh, has continued to be a force out wide and you know i can only think of seeing him uh continue to improve and, and possibly get a, a look with the first team and i wanted to get your thoughts on that well, he obviously has been listening to the show because every time he's making the rundown, he's, <laughs> he's making the rundown. The rundown yeah, <laughs> no, he's been he's been immense uh, in the second half of the season. Like you said, when he's not score, when he's not you know assisting on goals, he's scoring them or he's getting in the right positions. I mean, unlucky not to grab a goal early tonight because it was incorrectly ruled offside. So he technically should have had two goals tonight. Um, gets a great header, you know, in a great position in the box, beats the keeper to the ball to get the header tonight. Yeah, but he's been, I mean, he's been great. I mean, that you know, really couldn't have asked, you know, a lot, you know, much more from him. I mean, in the second half of the season, like you said, when Brian White got called up, um, you know, they missed Christian Canceres for a lot of the games because he was called up and he was in and out of the team or he was hurt. Mondo Moreno went down, too, with an injury. And Jared really stepped up in these, you know, in the moments they needed him. And like you mentioned, you know, also Tom Barlow, uh, you know, when he's not starting, he's coming off the bench, putting in good minutes. Uh, he did again tonight. Uh, Jose Aguinaga's had some, you know, good, you know, good games with the team. Uh, obviously, you know, we know what Andrew Tenari is, is capable of as well. So, I mean, it's it's been a, you know, there's been a lot of great performances by a lot of guys, and it's been a really big team effort as why as to why you know they're, um, you know, they've been so successful of late. But you you know, like, like you said. Um, I think, you know, keeping, you know, Jared down next year, you know, I could easily see him coming up if he continues what he's if he continues what he did and what he's been doing into the playoffs and into next season. I don't think it'll be a question of if we see him up. I think it'll be a question of when uh, if it'll be a question of when we see him up. And I think that, you know, we could see him getting starts the way that uh, Derek had gotten starts over the last couple of seasons, uh, whereas now he's seeing a little bit more regular time. Um, Okay, let's talk. Uh, man of the match. We'll start first with the North Carolina match. Uh, who you got? Uh, I'm going to say Evan Loro. Uh, he made a lot of big saves in that match. I think that kept him in again. And we always, again, talk about the defensive unit, but we always forgot to mention Evan and what a great job he does. So I would say uh, Evan Loro for the North Carolina match. Um, for the Penn FC match, uh, Jared Stroud, great night all around, uh, involved in most of, this, uh, most of the opportunities going forward, and grabbed the goal and helped create um, uh, helped create the uh, this third goal as well. Yep, I agree with both of those picks. Evan Laurel was so good in the North Carolina match, uh, and you know for them to put in the kind of performance that they did. Again, shorthanded. Now, I we didn't get to talk about uh, the the previous match, but I'll go over that too. But uh, to be able to come back uh, and win that match uh, the way that they did, shorthanded, and really keep so many um, dangerous opportunities at bay with a lot of uh, you know good uh, emergency defending and, and great saves by Evan, 
mm-hmm. was really great to see against a team that was threatening them for their playoff lives, their playoff existence. They've qualified now, <laughs> but things were really scary at the the start of last week. And, you know, there's a lot more uh, room to breathe now. I do want to go back and just mention uh, their their match against uh, Nashville. Yeah. What a performance from the team. To be down. Uh, look, oh, Aginaga, it, it's a light red card, but it is a red card that he yep. gets in that match. Um, but the performance that the team put in uh, to be down for 74 minutes, down a man, and look dominant. They look dominant yeah. against Nashville. Yeah, they could have easily won that game. <laughs> I uh, mean... It was just ridiculous. Couldn't believe it. You, I mean, but you look at it over the last four games, the four game road trip. You know, we talked about you know before the Toronto FC Toronto uh, FC two game, they needed that win because you know we were like, all right, well, are they going to be able to? You know, how many points are going to be able to take off the road? You know, it, they're not tough opponents, but we know their road struggles this year. Yeah, and when they do Toronto, they go into the four game road trip and we're kind of thinking, okay, they could probably pick up some points here. You know, here. You know, maybe at you know at the end of the ta- the tail end against Penn FC, and you know they're down to they're down a man in two of those matches. Two of those matches they managed to get draws. Could have you know, or one match one match they get a draw. The other match they win. Could have easily won the, the Nashville match. The, def- the defense deserves a ton of credit. Four they've only given up four goals in their last four games, um, and they faced a big test this weekend against Pittsburgh. Who you know Bob Lilly knows how to play against this, uh, this side. So again, if they are able to shut down Pittsburgh as well, uh, could easily. It's a huge morale boost for that defense. Yeah, I can tell you, I did not see them uh, getting to fifty points a season, and obviously that is something that they could do if they can get a result against Pittsburgh. Guys, this week we are not going to do a ex New York Red Bulls two uh, report. We're going to only focus uh, on the upcoming match. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to do a couple of sh- shorter shows due to some uh, uh, <laughs> other outstanding <laughs> issues. But um, I want to talk about Bob Lilly and that Pittsburgh team. I think that uh, I, I'm not surprised that they're that they're good this year. I'm maybe surprised about the guys who have stepped up for them. Nico Brett with his 15 goals uh, has been absolutely fantastic for that side. Uh, Romeo Parks has, I mean, look, it's not, I don't think these are like crazy numbers for him, uh, but the idea that this guy might've been out of professional soccer after his uh, uh, kick to the back of Carl, we met, uh, but yeah. you know, he's back and he's performing. He's got five goals on the season. Uh, it's just, it's a talented team. Canardo Forbes, Nico Brett, 13 goals, seven assists. Ridiculous. It's a great, great uh, tally uh, for the striker. And, I mean, look, Lily is not going to do it pretty, but he's going to get the job done. I said at the beginning of the season, you know, he might draw all 34 of these matches. (laughs) They've got 13 draws on the season, uh, just like the New York Red Bulls, too. Uh, The only difference is that uh, they lost fewer of those matches. That's it. Pittsburgh's got four losses total on the year, two at home and two on the road. They are a very, very difficult team to break down. Uh, over their last five matches, tr- two two draws against uh, FC Cincinnati and Charlotte Independence. Oh, sorry, uh, three draws. One against Louisville City as well. Um, they beat Indy 11 and Penn FC. 
And, uh, you know, that's the kind of momentum I think a team really wants to take into the playoffs. That's the kind of thing that Bob Lilly has done so well uh, throughout his time in USL is just to grind out wins week after week, but to also not lose matches. He's very good at, at, at doing both of those things. Um, they're certainly not a team that I want to see in the playoffs, and it's quite possible, depending on what they do against Atlanta United, uh, that the week we could be seeing them two weeks in a row. Uh, I guess there's actually a lot more other <laughs> things that could affect that. Uh, there's, above a and of, below. there's a lot of scenarios yeah. this weekend. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see where everything nets out. But I, I want to get your thoughts on, on Pittsburgh. Like you said, they're just they're, – they're a tough team to break down. I mean, they've only conceded 23 goals on the year, which, I mean, is – I mean, they're not even conceding a goal a match technically. I mean, that's just it, – it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, first time that these two teams played each other, they completely uh, – I don't want to. I mean, I want to put this nicely. I don't want to say uh, destroyed, but uh, they were so dangerous on the counter with their with their speed, with Parks and with, with uh, Parks and um, Nico, Nico Brett. Brett. Yeah. yeah, Nico Brett. They were just completely dangerous on the counter, and every time they went forward, it looked like they were going to score on um, Red Bulls too. As unfortunate as that you know was to watch that game, and you know Red Bulls too. You know they had they had their chances in that game, but I mean. They, you know, Ben, I believe Ben Mines hit the post and they had a couple, you know, a couple uh, nice shots saved. But this team is, again, like you said, it probably doesn't do pretty, but they are a team that is physical. They, you know, they, they don't mind roughing, you know, especially in the midfield. I think they had something like four or five yellow cards in that game. They like to be physical. They like to take you off your game. Uh, and they, they're very just. They're very tough to break down. So this is going to be a challenge. This is this is a good game to get into. I mean, I, they've our Red Bulls two has already been in playoff mode these last few weeks because they've they've played must win games. This is a good game to basically see what they're up against if these two teams meet in the playoffs again. And obviously, you know, another quick turnaround. What a what a terrible way to have to end the season. But you know, they really did rise to the occasion. But to play three matches in the final week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that's some very very tough stuff. Um, I'm interested in, in who's going to be out there. Is it going to be Anatole Abong? Is Brian White going to be with the team? Uh, Amando Moreno, Jared Stroud, uh, Aguinaga has been performing. So you know, there's a lot of guys who have stepped up and have done well, and it, it's it's certainly going to be an issue for uh, John Wolnick to try to pick a starting 11 but i'm gonna throw it to you we can do this uh at all lines <laughs> obviously evan laro we don't have to even uh talk about uh, scott levine i think is fine but laro has the yep. job so um but let's talk about uh your left and right backs um right back uh, i would say ethan's gonna play mm-hmm. and left back is gonna be alan Giannis. okay um, center backs are going to be uh, Endom and Pollitz. Okay. Um, oh, you're just going through the whole thing. Go, go, run yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the two holding midfielders. I'm gonna uh, Chris Lima. By the way, forgot to mention great game from him tonight. Yes, uh, he was yes, all agree. Field, Completely forgot to mention that. Um, I think Christian Caseros will be with the team because uh, first team's off until the following week. So I think him and Brian White will actually both be with the team. Um, I'm. Just, I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I believe we'll see the three in behind the striker. I think we'll see um, Tenari. Uh, Jared Stroud has to be a, has got to be a must, and I think we'll see him on the Moreno back in there, and I think we will see uh, Brian White up top. Okay, you don't think they're going to go with uh, a bong and maybe White on the wing? Um, I, I would not prefer that. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian's Brian's much better uh, playing up front than he's on the wing. Um, so. You know, I don't. It's tough because we don't know if they're going to be there. So I'm, I'm going to say Brian White's going to be there. Um, if if not, I'm going to say it's White or Bond. I think Barlow's going to be on the bench. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I agree with I think all of those decisions. So there's nothing really to debate. Um, maybe Aguinaga in one of those three midfield spots, just uh, out of courtesy for how well he's played of late. But I guess we're going to have to see. Tanari came on late tonight, so I imagine he's definitely going to get the start. A lot of. Uh, a lot of really cool things happening for the team right now, which is a change for how the season has been for the most part. Um, next week, it's going to be a uh, we're going to do regular season awards for the team. Okay, so we'll we'll break up you know offensive, defensive, um, uh, MVPs, and uh, we'll we'll do um, sort of like a, a newcomer of the year award as well. Sound good? I like that. Okay, I like let that. I'll have to, I have to might have to do a piece on Red Bull News Network about. There you go. I like that. <laughs> you, you take it, run with it, get uh, people's opinions if you need. You do what you got to do. Um, let's get predictions for this match against Pittsburgh. Oof. Um, I'm gonna say. Because of their form that they're in, I'm going to say, and Pitts, the fact that Pittsburgh has a game tomorrow, uh, which I think will play into how the lineup works out, I'm going to say Red Bull 2-2-1 win. Wow. That would be something else. Uh, beating Bob Lilly in the final match of the regular season, I'm all for it. I hey, don't they know. did it at home when he was with Rochester last year. We, we can't forget about that, that. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm not sure if I share your optimism. I'm going to call it a 2-2 draw just because you can't count them out. They're so darn pesky and deadly. And I I, I hope that we don't see a, a bunch of first-teamers coming down to the Red Bulls to, to you know, stay fit during the off week because that'll break up the team chemistry. So we we got to keep an eye on that. But I think, for the most part, you're right with the lineup, and uh, they're good enough to get a result. I don't think a win, but I think they can get the result. Okay. Around the league, I'm going to run through the the playoff standings as they are currently. FC Cincinnati uh, clinched the regular season title a little while ago. Uh, They're at 76 points. No one is catching them and in first place. Uh, Louisville City is just behind them with 63 points after tonight's win. Then Pittsburgh in third place with 58 points. Charleston Battery with 53. Indy 11, 49. New York Red Bulls 2, 49. Nashville SC, 48, and Bethlehem Steel, 47. If the playoffs were to start today, and those were all the teams in the playoffs, it would be Cincinnati uh, versus Bethlehem, Louisville versus Nashville, Pittsburgh versus New York, and Charleston versus Indy 11. Obviously, we've got a a little ways to go, and things might change. From um, fifth place to eighth place, they are separated by two points, so... 
<laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure that something will change in there. Uh, the teams that are officially eliminated as of tonight are uh, North. Oh no, North Carolina is not eliminated yet. Sorry. Um, uh, Charlotte, Tampa Bay. Take that, Anthony. Tell me the Tampa Bay Rowdies are going to make the playoffs. What a maniac. I should have made a bet with him, but I didn't. Uh, Penn FC. They got your dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Atlanta United 2, uh, Richmond Kickers, and Toronto FC 2. Uh, Toronto did get another win. Uh, so they have four on the year. Congrats, Toronto. They uh, won last weekend against the Charleston Battery. Or not last weekend. Two weeks ago. Yeah, they've been a Pesky team down the stretch. Talk about yeah. you know, talk about you know, making you know impact in a playoff race. I mean, geez. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they've done well enough. They uh, although I think for the most part they really have kind of lied down. That was their one win in the last five matches. The others were all losses. But the, you know they're playing teams tight, so yeah, that's all you can ask for. Um, out west. Oh wait. Okay, no, no, still good. Okay, out west. Orange County SC is in first place and. I mean, Phoenix Rising has a game in hand, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But it's looking very likely that Orange County is going to end up as the number one seed. They've got 66 points. Phoenix Rising on 63, then Sacramento at 62. Real Monarchs are dropping, but they stopped the, the, the bleeding for now. 57 points. Then Reno, 1868, 56 points. Portland Timbers, too, 52 points. Swope Park Rangers at 50 points. And then San Antonio FC and St. Louis FC each have 49 points. And St. Louis FC has a, a game in hand uh, for that eighth and final spot. They've got Tulsa, which should be a walkover, and OKC, two of the worst teams <laughs> in the West. Although I, I guess OKC isn't that bad. OKC's not that bad. But no. Tulsa is bad. So. Depending on what St. Louis does uh, against the two Oklahoma teams will determine their future. If the playoffs were to start right now, it would be Orange County SC against San Antonio, Phoenix Rising against Swope Park, Sacramento uh, Republic against Portland Timbers, and the Monarchs versus Reno 1868. Phoenix Rising, uh, they're they're finishing strong, but they're still doing that thing. They're going to get the number one seed. I don't think say. so. I really. Well, I mean, look, they've got Las Vegas law. What? Oh, I turned very Jersey there. They have Las <laughs> Vegas to uh, to contend with. Sure, they could beat them, but Portland Timbers too. A uh, a stiffer test for that group. Stiffer, te- but they're at home though. I'm gonna. That's that's kind of what tips it in their favor. And Orange County SC has to go play Reno, which isn't an easy test either. Yeah, fair. But there's they still can't beat teams that are in the top half of the table. I think they crushed Portland when they played them in Portland this year. Did they? Pretty sure they beat them four one or something. All right, like. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Oh, they, okay, you're right. You're right. That was that was a couple months ago though. Uh, that's the only uh, quote unquote yeah. good team that they've beaten uh, since then. Although, all right, they beat San Antonio pretty good, but every other I team they've played I, has been very poor. If it, I wouldn't want to play Swope Park in the first round, that's all I'm saying. I agree uh, with that. They're just. I mean, they've been in the USL finals two years in a row. So I mean, they're doing something we, right. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're they're a uh, they're one of those teams. And I mean, it's a, it's a tricky first round matchup. So I mean, you know, yeah, it, fair. It, it, the West is interesting. The West is interesting, and so both conferences are really really interesting when you look at them. And let's take a look uh, very quickly uh, at. Uh, where everybody stands for the Golden Boot. Pretty much Cameron Lancaster has won the Golden Boot at this point. He's got 23 goals on the season. Uh, 
And at Voldson is right after him with 19. Then Rios in North Carolina, 18. Cortez uh, out in Phoenix with 17. And then tied in fifth place are uh, Ledesma at Cincinnati, Brown at Reno, uh, Haji Barry at Swope Park, and Owasa at Sacramento, all with 16 goals. Nico Brett just behind those guys with 15. Definitely uh, a, a strong opponent. Um, I don't think we – one thing we haven't touched on, I haven't yes. touched on actually, um, was the amount of goal scorers that Red Bulls 2 have had this year. They've had a lot of guys score a pretty decent amount of goals this year. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean we, we've touched Stroud's, on that a little bit from week to week, but yeah, yeah. you're right, 100%. Stroud's got six. Aguinaga's got six. Um, Barlow's got seven. Brian White has ten, and Amanda Moreno, Amanda Moreno has ten as well. Yeah, not bad. So, Brian White got much, his tenth tonight. Yes, much different than last year when it was, you know, when they relied on really three guys to kind of carry that team. Yes, and that was true even uh, in the Brandon Allen years. Yep. Uh, or year, rather. Um, on assists, Emmanuel Ledesma is at 15. He's leading, uh, probably will not be caught. Uh, Antoine Hopino at Reno is behind him with 13. He's tied with Aiden Quinn at Orange County. Uh, Kyle Becker at North Carolina with 12. And then in fifth place, Jared Stroud with 11. you got to give it up to that kid. Good job, Jared. Rookie season, uh, and you're doing quite well. And uh, who cares about shots? Saves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Saves. uh, The two people tied at number one. You got uh, Josh Cohen at Sacramento, uh, who has kept our good friend Rafi Diaz on the bench all year. Uh, And Fabian Serta at Tulsa. Tulsa is just constantly being... Uh, bombarded with shots, so no surprise that you know he could save a, a few of them, but he can't save them all. Evan Loro's all the way down at 16 with 64 saves. So Serta and Cohen have 116 apiece. Holy mackerel! Um, uh, who led the league in yellow card in red cards? <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players tied with two red cards. Uh, in that group, the only one that I'm going to mention, because who cares, really. Uh, Carl, we met. Two red cards in the season. <laughs> Way to go, Carl. <laughs> uh, the Red Bulls, too, are are still tied atop with 69 goals on the season. Um, but they are tied with Cincinnati, Louisville, and Orange County in that department now. Uh, and then clean sheets. Pittsburgh, 17 clean sheets on the season. Oh, doggy. Uh, the team with the most yellow cards. Do you want to guess who it is? Are you looking? It's not fair if you're looking. I'm not looking. Okay. I'm not looking. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Ah, wrong. Las Vegas Lights have oh. 91 yellow cards on the year. The next oh worst is San Antonio with 76. So, I mean, they won that by a large margin. <laughs> you want to guess uh, what place the Red Bulls 2 fall in uh, in that group? For red, I'm gonna yellow say cards, yellow cards. Yeah, uh, yellow cards. Uh, I'm gonna say 11th. They are in 27th. They're almost bottom of the league with 47 yellow cards. So they've been pretty good this year. Team with the most red cards. <laughs> um, most red cards. Mm, Las Vegas. Ah, they're uh, second. They're tied for second with six. Dang. Charlotte Independence with seven. 
Seven Ooh. red cards for the Charlotte Independence. There was something else I was going to look at. No, I can't remember what the heck it was. Oh, I remember now. Nope. That's exciting, right? Um, me singing into the microphone as I try to find uh, what I'm looking for. The team with the most shots in the league. Leading the league with 608 shots. New York Red Bulls, too. <laughs> Their conversion rate is not so good, but uh, they are taking lots and lots of shots. They are 12th in the league, 15% conversion rate from their shots. Not too bad. Um, and last but not least, what was there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, and i got to remember what it was. Nope, it's gone. Oh, wait. Yes, I remember now. New Mexico. They have oh, yeah. announced their team. Uh, they are what? It's FC New Mexico. Is that right? No, New Mexico FC. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, New Mexico United. They're another United. Uh, so we'll get to see, to hear from them. They're going to be joining the championship, the USL championship side <laughs> next season. I'm never going to get used to that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get used to that next season. I'm going to be like USL. All right, which USL are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, championship. I just got to remember the. The English divisions. Yeah. That's how I got to remember it. That's for sure. Um, and that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, <laughs> a good segue, right? If you'd like yes. to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at jsteen15. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. You can find us at facebook.com slash raising bulls. You can go to raisingbulls.com where we have all of our episodes. You can go to you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Find us, rate us, review us. It really does mean everything. Hashtag Merced in. Uh, and just a quick shout out uh, to Anthony. I'm gonna only talk garbage now because it seems like uh, I'm on the right side of this. <laughs> So let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, that's going to be true. The Red Sox are winning 4 nothing currently over the New York Yankees, uh, who will be eliminated if they lose this evening. What a shame, because I was really hoping that they would make a deep postseason run and screw up the plans of uh, NYCFC. But <laughs> <laughs> alas, it does not look to be. They're up 4 nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Um, 4-1 now. They oh, 4-1. Okay, now it's all going to change. I jinxed it. <laughs> Everybody who's aware of me as a sports fan, I just jinxed it because I talk garbage. Um, so hopefully Anthony gets a win out of this. And it's a nice tight series. I'm not trying to reverse jinx right now. That's not what's happening. Anyway, you can find our show at bgn.fm along with a host of other great shows like the usl show mongols our our good friend mike sparks and mongols we should have had him on this week i dropped the ball guys when you've got a hole in your back things don't always go to plan <laughs> uh unused substitute st louis soccer report uh backyard footy texas soccer radio speedway soccer and so much more they've got podcasts they've got a blog go there find all the things that you need for usl and men, men, much, much more. And last but not least, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Uh, for myself and Joe Steen, and uh, a big congrats, of course, to the New York Red Bulls, too. Thank you very much, 
and have a good night. <laughs>